Thank you for listening to the River's Edge Church podcast. We believe God has a place for you to belong, people to be in community with, and a purpose for you to fulfill. Now let's listen to today's message. Well, last week we started a series uh, called Jesus Prayed. And the, the premise of this series is that, you know what, Jesus prayed for us. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that he prayed for us. And we're spending uh, a few weeks this summer, it's probably going to take us through the rest of the summer, going through the things that Jesus prayed specifically for us. But as I was getting ready for communion uh, this morning, it it dawned on me that, you know what, this is really part of what Jesus prayed. Not communion specifically, but the benefits of communion. And we saw that in John 17, 11, that the very first thing that Jesus prayed for us for was that we would be one as he and the Father are one, that we would be in unity. And uh, you know what? Unity doesn't just happen. It just doesn't happen. Hello? You know, it's funny. My wife and I, when we got married, we, we took a vow, right, for better or for worse. And, and the Bible tells us that the two become one flesh, Right? Well, what is that? That's unity between me and my wife. Can I tell you, it doesn't always come easy. If you're married here, I just want to tell you, it may be rough right now. It's okay. It gets better because two becoming one doesn't come easy. It takes some effort. It takes some energy. And you know what? For the body of Christ to walk and live in unity, guess what? It takes some effort. It doesn't just happen. We have to choose that we want it. In fact, there are specific behaviors that we can establish that draw us into unity. Did you know that? There are specific behaviors that we can do that draw us into unity. In fact, the Bible spells them out in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. In fact, go there. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. This is what it says. It says, and they, that's the early church, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayer. You know what? These are four keys to entering into unity. Thank you. It's four keys to entering into unity. What are they? Being in the Word. Did you know that when you're in the Word, it helps draw you into unity with Jesus and by nature helps draw you into unity with other believers? You know, we talked a lot about it last week, right, that we have to, one, commit ourselves to grow spiritually if we want to be in unity, and at the same time, we have to give each other grace. Guess what? When you're in the Word of God, when you're reading the Word, it will cause you to grow, but it'll also cause you to give other people grace because you'll go, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not all that in a bag of chips because you'll realize that you don't have it all together. And so it works both. We grow together and we give each other grace because we're in the word. But also, you can leave that scripture up there if you guys would. Um, Also, it says here that fellowship. You know what? We do small groups in our church. Do you know why we do small groups? We call them rec groups, of course. But you know why we do them? Because fellowship is important. We need to be with each other, doing stuff, right? Right? Like, the Lickies, it's funny, the, I just have to laugh about the Lickies. You know, the Lickies started a small group, decided they'd do it for six weeks this summer. 
I think their largest attended small group so far this summer is in six weeks is 35 people showed up. That is nuts. What does that tell me? That tells me they're either really great hosts or you're really desperate for fellowship. Or maybe both. Right? But you know what? Fellowship is important. It's important that we spend time together. That's why in two weeks we're going to do the, the picnic at Terry Day Park. It gives us an opportunity just to hang out together. In fact, on that day, on the 21st, there'll be no God encounter. In place of it, we're going to focus on building relationship. We're going to hang out with each other. We're going to eat together. You're going to bring your picnic. I'm going to bring my picnic. I'll nibble on your food. I might let you nibble on mine. Um, it's a joke. You know, because pastors are famous for that, right? They're famous for going, eh. have you ever noticed that? Yes, thank you. But we're going to spend some time together. We're going to play some games together and just have an afternoon hanging out in fellowship because fellowship brings us into unity. Another one that's listed there, the last one says prayers. Prayers. Did you know that prayer builds unity? In fact, I love what Dr. Ed Cole said one time. He said, he said that prayer builds intimacy, and intimacy really is unity. He says that prayer builds intimacy, and prayer builds intimacy three ways. One, it builds intimacy to whom you pray. Right? You want a more intimate relationship with Jesus? Start praying. It will change your relationship with Jesus and the Father. You'll, you'll feel more connected to them. But he also said that it builds intimacy for who you pray. Hello? So if you want a closer relationship with someone, start praying for that person. If you have a person that you can't forgive, start praying for that person and not the selfish prayers. God, make them realize what they did and come grovel at my feet. No, not those prayers. But prayers of blessing. God, bless them. God, I know you've got good things for them. Speak to them about their life and give them direction. God, show them how their life could prosper. Lord, just minister them and speak to them. Those unselfish prayers. Praying for someone builds intimacy between them. But also, the third way that prayer brings, brings intimacy is it brings intimacy through who you pray with. When you pray with a group of people, God works in that and brings people's heart together. We have a group of people that come together every Sunday morning and pray. You know what? That's a close, tight-knit group of people. Why? Because we pray together. The Tuesday night prayer group, we pray together. So you want to grow in some relationship with people? Show up at 915 and pray. Show up on a Tuesday night and pray. Because prayer builds intimacy, builds community. But then the fourth way that's listed here is the breaking of bread. The breaking of bread. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the breaking of bread. Well, what is that? Well, we like to over-spiritualize this. We like to say, well, breaking bread, that's communion, that's coming together and taking the bread and the juice and remembering what Jesus did for us. And that is one aspect of what they did. But you know what? It also is t enjoying a meal together. It's breaking bread and actually physically having a meal together. I'll never forget years and years ago when our kids, oh gosh, I can't believe I just said years and years ago in reference to my children. Um, a few years ago, uh, I don't want to carbon date myself. Um, a few years ago when our children were in elementary school, uh, Janet and I had a come to Jesus meeting. 
I don't know if you know what that is, but a, a come to Jesus meeting is like, okay, something's going to change and it can't change now. We're going to get on it, right? We had a meeting, except I didn't call the meeting. She called the meeting. Yeah. And the meeting was this. You will be home for dinner. And my response was, yeah, I'm a busy guy. I'll try. No. You'll be home for dinner. You're going to have dinner with your family every night of the week, with the exception of Wednesday night, which I know you have commitments. You're going to be home for dinner. And my response was, I will try. And she said, you're not getting this. <laughs> it's true. I'm not, I'm not embellishing at all. She said, you're not getting this. You will be home for dinner. Your family needs you. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And you know what? That was the best decision I ever made, was actually listening to the wisdom of my wife and being home for family dinners. Because you know what happened? Is God worked in that time that we would spend as a family. And now all of our kids are grown and they're living their own lives and they go away to school and they have their own places. And when we have a chance to get together, do you know what they want? They want family dinner. They want family dinner. And so we come together at family dinner. Why? Because being around a table and partaking of food together has an ability to unify you with other people. Now, of course, we've all had those dinners, right? Those awkward, silent dinners. You know what I'm talking about, right? You get invited to, for one of the holidays to a, a, a dinner with family, and it's like nobody's seen each other in like 20 years, and nobody knows what to say, and so it's just awkward and quiet, right? But we've also had those dinners, right, where the laughter is just audacious. And maybe even there's some tears, right, because it's just so intimate and so good. Well, what's the difference? What makes the difference between the, you know, the awkward silence and the laughter and the tears? It's quite simple. It's vulnerability. It's vulnerability. When you are willing to be vulnerable and let your guard down to the people that you know and that you love over a meal, it's amazing what can come out of it. Right? We've all had those, those times where maybe we go out to dinner with some people. In fact, there's this couple, Alex and Melinda Fuller, dear friends of ours that we love so much. And uh, if you guys are watching, hi, guys, and everybody else online, so glad you're with us this morning. But we had, this, we had this habit with Alex and Melinda, and that is that we would go to dinner, and we would close the restaurant down. We'd meet for dinner at 6.30 and start dinner, and the restaurant would close at midnight, and we'd be the last table to leave. Why was that? There was just a, a relationship there that was sweet and intimate because we were vulnerable and open with each other, and, and so there's lots of laughter and lots of tears. It was just always such an amazing time. I don't know about you, I love times like that. But did you know that we can actually cultivate that in church? We can cultivate an intimacy and a unity in church, but it doesn't just happen. And that's what today is about. 
Today we're doing what we call a breaking bread service. And I want to explain this to you because you may not have ever experienced a breaking bread service before, and so it might be foreign to you, but this is what we're going to do today. Today, instead of all of us coming up and grabbing the elements and then us all receiving the elements, what we're going to do is we're going to go, and on the tables today, there are bread. There's bread. If you're gluten-free, there's gluten-free bread as well. But I'm going to ask you to come up and grab a chunk of bread. Now, this looks a lot like a lot for communion, doesn't it? Yeah, this isn't for you. It's not all for you. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask all of you to come up and get a piece of bread, and then I'm going to ask you to go to someone. Larry, can I use you as an example? You come on up. I'm going to ask you to go up. And, yeah, you can grab your chunk of bread. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So what we're going to ask you to do is get a chunk of bread and then come to someone and say, Larry, will you break bread with me? Okay, so I'm going to give you this piece of bread. And now I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with Larry. Larry, I'm asking you to break bread with me today. Okay, I'm about to get emotional. Because you're a real strength to me. You always encourage me. You're always telling me, good job, Pastor. Great message, Pastor. You're always encouraging me. You always tell me, Pastor, I got your back. Don't forget, I'm an ex-Marine. I got your back. Right? But you're always encouraging me that way. And then you prove it in so many little ways by being faithful to Tuesday night prayer and always showing up and being willing to share and, and pray with us and being aware of, of us and going, you know, you're doing okay today, Pastor, and being sensitive and saying, hey, Pastor, can I take you to lunch? And doing those little things that tell me that you value my relationship. And I just want to know it blesses me so much, and I value your friendship so much. You're a blessing. You are a wonderful pastor. You know that you truly do care. You're vulnerable and you're accessible. You know that? And you work really hard. You got a lot of pressure on you and you still stay up. You still stay positive and you help every way you can. You are a wonderful person. A good dad, a good husband. Been there, done that. I know when I see one, that's you. That's you. And so that's breaking bread. What are we doing? We're going to force ourselves to build relationship and enter into unity with each other. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to release that. Larry got a big piece of bread. <laughs> He's going, I got some people. What we're going to do is we're going to release you to come up and get a piece of bread. And you don't have to take a piece as big as Larry. I think Larry's sharing <laughs> with his family right there. He's always, he's always looking out for people. Look at that. Um, we're going to encourage you to come up, get, get some bread. We're going to put on some music in the background softly and then give you the opportunity to go break some bread with some people. And I know that for me, there are some people that I want to break bread with today. And I'm sure as you look around the room, there's some people that you would like to break bread with as, all, as well. And so we'll just take some time to do this together. And then when we're done, 
We're just going to pray together, and we're going to release, and we're going to go into the rest of our weekend. All right? So let's break bread together. Come forward and, and grab the elements in, and let's just partake with each other. If you would like more information about River's Edge Church, please visit our website at visitriversedge.com, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening.